Hello, friends. Austin here. First off, sorry for the delay this week. It's been brutal for your independent filmmakers slash full-time podcasters slash full-time corporate office job folks out here. So I appreciate your guys' patience, and I'm really, really sorry for the inconvenience. Some good news to start the show off with. Spider reached its campaign goal. I am so excited to shoot this short film. I have meetings of the wazoo, so many emails to send, and like I said, I just couldn't be more excited. Our final batch of supporters, I would really like to thank Sydney Volpe, CJ Joint, Susan Chaplicki, Tony and Mary Lemelin, Christina Hughes, The Three Wise Men Media, Susan Bondi, Ellison Winterstein, Megan Thorrington, Shelley Jardine, Connor Thompson, AJ Badikian, Daniel Kennedy, Brett Miller, and my grandma. Thank you to everyone who contributed and shared this campaign. Our success is only because of you incredible people. Thank you for believing in me and supporting my film dreams and ambitions. Spider's going to be gnarly. I promise you that. Now it's time for my conversation with Kat Volar. Please note, this was recorded before the SAG after strike. I stand in support of the unions, and these films would not be possible without the hard work of the writers and the actors, as well as the rest of the crew members who undoubtedly are affected by this strike. Hoping the studios end this madness soon and pay the writers and actors what they deserve. Death has come to your little town, Sheriff. Have you ever felt a knife cut through human flesh and scrape the bone beneath? You're gonna need a bigger boat. Be my victim. Hello, my name is Austin Torres, and welcome to the Would You Die podcast, the show where we talk about our favorite horror monsters and villains. Today, I'm joined by author of the upcoming Revenge Arc, as well as co-host of Slasher Radio and This Horror Life. Please welcome my friend, Kat Valor. Hello. Hi. Welcome. Welcome. Did I get your name? I feel like I messed it up. I yeah, you're all good. <laughs> okay. I thought I messed it up. We... Um, for everyone listening, I spent a good five minutes like <laughs> making sure I got Kat's last name right. Because I can pronounce Kat. I'm pretty confident <laughs> yeah. in that. But the last name I was I was so antsy about. And then I, but you said I did it right. So we we can move yeah, on. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> Today we are talking about our favorite slashy killer who just wants to play a game. Not Ghostface, the other one. John Kramer, <laughs> best known as Jigsaw. <laughs> but before we uh, before we talk, our boy John Kramer, when did you first consider yourself a horror fan? I was talking about this a little while ago privately. I there was no chance I was ever gonna not be a horror fan because uh, I was mm-hmm. raised just like on the like the old Universal monster movies. Those were just, and like the Vincent Price things they were just on like in the background of my childhood I was always going to be this way uh but I (laughs) I do kind of consider like my first um exposure to like the first day that it clicked that I was like oh I like horror movies I saw I I was about six or seven uh and I had just snuck in to watch Cube for the first time the the 1997 um sci-fi uh horror movie cube uh and it was that was like real adult 
horror you know that was like an r-rated mm-hmm. uh i shouldn't have been watching that at that age kind of movie and that was the one where it was like oh i like scary movies i want more of this <laughs> you know when you were when you were six years old yeah that it was one of those situations my mom had left the room and my uncle had it on and i just kind of slid in after my mom and no one noticed i was there uh so i got Uh-oh. away with it <laughs> so it's not even anyone like it's not even anyone's fault it's not like someone tried to show you and no. you 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 just knew i was <laughs> i was just a quiet kid i got away with a lot of stuff it's always the quiet ones <laughs> <laughs> yeah is that well, I was just about to ask if that was your earliest memory of horror, but you just said you were raised on like the classic universal monsters. Yeah. Do you have a favorite? So my favorite like classic movie is probably uh, The House on Haunted Hill. My favorite universal monster, though, definitely The Invisible Man. Ooh, yeah. That's such a good movie. <laughs> it is. Both both the original and the Leo L 2020 uh, remake. Yes. So I, I love both of them for different reasons, but yes, yeah. I, I also love both of them. And I think they go hand in hand pretty well, too. They do, even though they're vastly different. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the old one has like that classic um, that very nostalgic vibe where the new one yeah. is uncomfortable in, <laughs> uh, and which the... I think really captures the 2020 vibe of horror, you know? Yeah. Fun fact. The 2020 Invisible Man was the last movie I saw in theaters before the uh, pandemic started. I am so glad you brought that up. It almost was the last movie that I saw in theaters. I was working for a review outlet at the time, uh, mm-hmm. and I they sent me to see The Invisible Man, and I was so excited. And then it got ruined because they needed someone to go watch The Hunt, and I, to this day, hold a grudge about The Hunt being the last movie I saw in theaters before lockdown. Uh, Because it's like, it could have been The Invisible Man. I could have had one last really good experience. And here I am. (laughs) You know, I didn't hate The the Hunt. (laughs) (laughs) I think I hated it more because it, like, because that was my last theater memory of Invisible Man. Because that was, like, Invisible Man was so good. And then the, like, quality decline to The Hunt. Yeah, I get uh... that. But that would have been almost any movie, too. That yeah, that it set a high bar, and it was it was a January film, wasn't it? And uh, I think Invisible, Invisible Man? Man was February. I think February. You know what? I'm not. We have used technology. To horror mo- <laughs> we do, but yeah, uh, I was not expecting from like an, a beginning of the year horror movie. Uh, my expectations were kind of lowered, and then. <laughs> well, yeah, because usually Invisible when they dump Man. um dump um in the beginning of the year usually they're like the ones they don't care about uh february 28th all right according to wikipedia and that was the last one you saw so you had like a really nice you you went out on a good theater experience no my 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 lockdown bookends were the best because i left on a high note with Mm. the invisible man and i came back with the best possible movie for monster lovers Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> That's a good one. That's and it. I was I was so good at social distancing, mostly because I don't like leaving. I'm a homebody. I either want to travel across the world or I want to stay home. No in between. I don't want to be going an hour <laughs> away. I don't want to be going a half hour away or anything like that. No, I got to be in a different time zone or 
or I'm staying home. Those are my extremes. Anyways, I was so good at social distancing and I was like, you know what? Nothing's going to tempt me to go outside. And then it's like Godzilla versus Kong. And I was first in line. I was there opening. I was first showing. <laughs> the one that got me, they had an, I was like, I'm not going out of the house. You can't, I, I'm done with theaters for the rest of my life. Like I was so nervous about it. I was, I was scared. Mm-hmm. Um, And the one that got me, they had, um like an anniversary screening of jaws and i was like oh <laughs> i can see jaws on a big screen <laughs> like i've got to do that right <laughs> i get that complete you know what it's funny i've seen jaws i think twice since since lockdown in theaters not not just yeah. <laughs> like just... more times just uh, just because but i saw jaws i think it was last year august in 2022 when they had the 3d imax re-release and then i saw it a couple months ago in like april because my local movie theater was randomly showing jaws and i was like yeah i'm seeing this movie (laughs) (laughs) i never the next like big one that i went to was because and this is so funny i did it was on Mm -hmm. st patrick's day I did a double feature and it because I figured if I'm already at the theater, I might as well see the other one that's getting released. And mm-hmm. the th- movie that I was there to see, not even in my top 10 for last year, but the movie that I went to as a bonus has become my favorite film of all time, uh, which was just wild to me. It's like I just saw it totally by chance because what it happened to release the same day. Um, Uma, which I <laughs> it was fine. It was passable yeah. um <laughs> and x x came out the same day so gotcha. i was like while that i'm here sense. i'm just gonna like go see this real quick and then i went My... to see it like six more times in theater i was like i was taking everyone i knew I've been I was there. like please <laughs> i've been there uh a buddy in mine a buddy of mine and i in 20 early 2022 had the most epic quadruple feature <laughs> oh well, technically a triple feature. We only saw three movies in the theaters, but we started off technically the night before, but we fell asleep because we were um, <laughs> engaging in adult beverages. But we started off with X. Already and <laughs> We ended the previous night, so I started the day with X. Then we went to the theaters. And for the theater triple feature, we did everything everywhere all at once. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> The North Man. Okay. And then we ended it with The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Oh my God. The absolute best triple feature, quadruple feature. Um, <laughs> and it was all original movies. Yeah. Like all of the. So I went, Everything Everywhere was another one that I was like just dragging people, kicking and screaming to go watch with me because I wanted more yeah. excuses to see it. Uh, and for my dad's birthday, I took him to see The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. And then while we were already in the theater, I was like, hey, <laughs> guess what's playing? <laughs> it's everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, he He's the only person I know that did not like it. And he was like, what are we doing here? And then when they, uh, for the Oscars, they re-released it in theaters for mm-hmm. a short run. And I took him to see it again. I was like, if you watch it a second time, you'll like it better. <laughs> did he? He did, but he's still confused. It it confused him. I, I maintain if he watches yeah. it like three or four more times, it's going to be his favorite movie. <laughs> you already won, though. Twice. <laughs> yeah, you already yeah. won. <laughs> I got to see it in theater twice. 
Um, I saw everything everywhere all at once, I think three or four times because I watched it with one of my best friends first. And then I watched it with one of my other best friends for a second time. And then my mom and one of my other, other best friends saw it together. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I'm someone that, well, I think this comes from my days being a movie critic uh, Mm because they would just like send me to the theater, you know, on short notice. And I, I very seldom went with anyone, but I'm someone that is comfortable going to watch a movie by myself now too comfortable with it arguably but then like i feel bad when i see something that's really good so i try to like drag other people out to go see it and i end up you know the really good ones i end up seeing yeah. several times because it's like i'll take but my you parents know what? and my friends and my partner and just like whoever i can get but that's a good thing because like it benefits the economy helps everyone hurts no one <laughs> so I, there is a local theater uh that is like falling apart that I think I single-handedly am keeping in business because I go to it like several times a week. That's fair. (laughs) I feel a little bad because I don't remember the last time I seen an original film in theaters. I've been slacking. And I was like, well, I'm seeing the new indie movie tomorrow. And that's like the exact opposite of an original movie. (laughs) I had a pretty light June for theater going. Um, Was the last original? Renfield, maybe? But that's not even original. That's an that's a Dracula that's a movie adaptation. Yeah, I think for I me... think it was Cocaine Bear. Oh, I think you that know was mine was last... also Cocaine Bear. Well, what came? I'm I was checking say my letterbox. But I have been to Cocaine Bear <laughs> since then. I love Cocaine Bear. That oh, oh, so good. <laughs> it's my my kind of movie. I mean, I've been watching a lot of original films at home, but I'm like, excuse me, what have I seen in theaters? Spider-Verse twice, which is not original. The Boogeyman, which I thought they did a lot of cool, unique things with the monster. But that's based off a short story. I didn't see air in theaters. I caught that on streaming. I saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, but that is not an original film. I saw a re-release of Return of the Jedi, which is also not original and also didn't come out this year. Uh, Renfield, with the, which is an original. Evil Dead Rise, which is an original. The Super Mario Bros. movie, which is an original. Oh, Dungeons and Dragons, which tech, which feels original, but it's not. I was going <laughs> to say, I might have Adapted know from a board game. Creed 3, which is an original. John Wick Chapter 4, which is an original. Scream 6, which is not original. Oh, 65. I forgot about that movie. Oh, yeah. I saw 65. And you know what the thing? There's there's some good original movies out right now that I want to see. I just haven't seen them yet. Yeah. And the next movie I'm going to see is Indiana Jones and the Dial <laughs> of Destiny. Because if you're listening to this, it's the end of July, but we're recording this Indiana Jones Eve, the day before <laughs> Indy. So at time of recording, I have not seen the new Indiana Jones film. That's interesting. But, that's but like I want to corrected soon. <laughs> yes. Yes. But I really want to see the blackening. I just haven't had a chance yet. I really want to see that new Jennifer Lawrence movie because that looks fun. I really want to see Barbie. Well that's not original. Damn it. Um <laughs> does Oppenheimer count? Because I want to see that. Does that count as original? I... I don't know enough about Oppenheimer, and I feel bad because everyone was doing like the "Are you 
Team Oppenheimer or Team Barbie? And it's like, well, obviously I'm Team Barbie. <laughs> like, I don't care about what this other thing is. And I feel bad because it's like, I think I'd probably be a lot more interested in it if it were coming out on a different day. Uh, well, I'm I doing just, the double I love... feature. I, see, I am. I honestly think I'm just going to go see Barbie twice. I, <laughs> <laughs> I love Margot Robbie so much. Fair. I, I get it. And it's one of those things people. So I'm not I'm not a Barbie person, which people in my life know. And everyone was really surprised when I was like, obviously, I'm going to be their opening day. Uh, but I've been saying for a long time, I would see anything Margot Robbie was in. And it's like, I'm ready to double down on that. <laughs> like, I no, trust I'm, her. I bet it's going to be great. I'm excited. I'm I'm making plans to do the double feature. But I have to say I am technically team Barbie. Because my plan is to see Barbie first and then Oppenheimer. And my reasoning for that is I know I'm going to be tired after a full day of work. I don't know if I can do a whole ass double feature, especially with a movie that's like two and a half hours long. (laughs) So if I'm going to fall asleep during a movie, I want it to be the depressing World War II film and not the pop corn bubblegum barbie which yeah. i which i think is going to be fantastic i mean i believe in greta gerwig yeah she's fantastic and um the only thing about barbie which i'm not super thrilled about is i'm upset that uh Saoirse ronan's not in it because i love the Sorry, greta gerwig as a team <laughs> exactly but you know you got to spread your wings as if you can't use the same cast oh well that's not true that's not true look at uh joe dante and dick miller yeah you can but i think it's also good to get you know some more people in your rotation especially your rotation sure but like (laughs) i'll take back everything if we get a saoirse ronin uh cameo okay i'll settle for that looking for it (laughs) yeah i'll be very happy with that i agree with your sentiment though i think one of my biggest regrets because i did the um i not that they came out on the same day but i was just behind watching movies Mm -hmm. um and i did megan and infinity pool on the same day and i tried every possible combination of theaters to try and get in to see because i i was coming off of a really long work day and i knew that buying the tickets and it was like if i have to watch infinity pool (laughs) this late at night i'm going to regret it like i need to be in i need i need the capacity to fall asleep watching megan and it just there was no combination of times where i could do both in that order so i ended up i i had been working like all day uh i went to see megan which just bummed me out and then i was like i was getting into infinity pool at like 10 45 at night and it's like i hate my life <laughs> uh, and then i had to go see it again the next day because it's like i did not retain any of yeah. that <laughs> like i was so tired the nice thing about my podcast is i'm not a film critic I've never (laughs) once claimed to be a film critic. I don't have to watch anything I don't want to. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I feel like I I have to watch something just so I'm aware of it as part of the horror community, which I think I'm part of the horror community. It's weird. Online is weird. Like you, the internet's weird. Cause like I don't know it. 
with online stuff, you always feel like you're on the outside looking in, but then other people think you're a part of it, but they feel like they're on the outside looking in. The internet's a wild place. That being said, sometimes I feel like I need to watch movies just so I can understand what's happening on Twitter. But like, if I don't want to watch something, I don't have to see it. Like, I had no interest in seeing the latest DC film, so I didn't see it. And you know what? I feel good about that. That's been something that's been... I was actually just talking about this on a different podcast uh, where, <laughs> where they brought me on to talk about the MCU and I was like, guess who quit the MCU, baby? Uh, but no, I quit the MCU and it was... Uh, and it's like, I'm I'm just starting to go back to like, because I took some time completely away from it, where it was like, mm-hmm. cold turkey, no more MCU stuff for me, I've gone too crazy. And now that I'm starting to like, just watch the ones that I want to watch, it is so freeing to yeah. like, not feel like I have to be there anymore. You know, I can just pick and choose. And it's like, oh my god, how movies were intended to be watched all along. <laughs> right. And I, I love Marvel. I've been a Marvel comic book fan for most of my life, ever since I fell in love with Spider-Man when I was four. Just kind of picking and choosing the Mar- the MCU stuff is very freeing because I don't got it's time so nice. for everything. <laughs> I did the first three phases, like full costume midnight releases, and it became my entire life for like several years. Well, once they started so going on. Yeah. But you know what? It was you could do that. It was at most three movies in a year third phase though like really started to change (laughs) i thought phase three was like bangers like i really loved that era of marvel that being said once they started adding the tv shows i'm i'm just like i i'm not a big tv (laughs) watcher anyways i did my best the last one i watched was moon knight and then i just stopped watching the tv shows and it's freeing isn't it to like it's so free. I don't know if you went through this, but with the TV shows in particular, it felt like homework. Like, it yeah. felt like I was doing an assignment before the next movie, and it was weird, and I didn't like it. <laughs> well, at first, I thought it was going to be fine, because I, really I really enjoyed WandaVision. I thought that was really good. And then I thought Captain America and the Winter Soldier was fine, and then I didn't really care for Loki. And then, oh, yeah, I watched Hawkeye. I almost forgot to mention, I did really enjoy Moon Knight, though, but us Latinos will always uh, represent for Oscar Isaac. So I have no problem if if they make Moon Knight season two, I will be there for that. And then I stopped because after that, I'm like, I really enjoyed this, but I just I'm done watching. I just can't do TV, you know, and then I and then I watched all the Stranger Things and Obi-Wan. Um <laughs> But Stranger Things is fine because I planned that weekend around Stranger Things. And then I'm a huge Star <laughs> Wars nut. I, I do not get Star Wars fatigue. I, I should say Lucasfilm fatigue. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> and, and not that everything Star Wars puts out is great. I just love that world. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like pizza. Even when Star <laughs> Wars is bad, it's still pretty good. I, so, so that's not Star Wars for me, but I have had those franchises where it's like, it's very familiar and it's, you know, even when it's not great, <laughs> I'm glad there's more of it. Yeah. Like, I think Friday the 13th is a like a horror franchise where I, I feel like most horror fans can be like, it ain't the best franchise, <laughs> but we love it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Friday the 13th is a perfect example because I think I dislike 
more Friday movies than the average Friday fan, but I've never like turned one off, you know? <laughs> yeah, that exactly. Exactly. And you know, I'm I'm the same way with a lot of horror franchise Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> there are Halloween films I do not like, but if they're on, I'm not gonna turn it off. <laughs> like I actually yeah. do not like Halloween five, which oh. is funny because Halloween four <laughs> is one of my favorites. <laughs> that is interesting. Uh Five gets off to a rocky start, but you might be the first person I know that's, like, called out five first and foremost. It is my least favorite. That being said. I can't stand six. (laughs) I get it. I think I have six a little higher than most people. Um, And look at us. We're, like, 30 minutes (laughs) in. We haven't mentioned John Kramer (laughs) once. We're talking about Jason. We're talking about Michael, the Invisible Man. Talked a little bit of Ty West. But, but no, we got to talk about Mikey My My. Um... In our John Kramer episode. <laughs> no, I I don't think there's really a wrong Halloween list with few oh, exceptions. Like if I, someone has so... John Carpenter's Halloween at the very bottom. That's not good. That's not a good list. I'm sorry. It's just I... no. if you have it not number one, completely fair. Thank you. So I almost got kicked off of my podcast because we did our personal Halloween rankings. And I I want to disclaimer this by saying it was personal favorites. It was not critically best. It was not anything else. It was like, this is your this is a safe space. This is your personal rankings, whatever you want to do. And we got down. And so we were doing a countdown and we got down to number two. And I had John Carpenter's 78 Halloween and I was annihilated. Everyone's like, what the fuck is the matter with you, cat? And it's like, oh, no personal favorites i'm i'm allowed to have it second on my personal favorite list (laughs) before i agree with you what was number one 2018 (laughs) i don't think it's critically better i I think i just allow it it. no i get it i i can i can accept there are some i can accept if you were to be like (laughs) halloween five zombies (laughs) i would accept rob zombies i really would I also got in trouble for having it too high. I which I didn't have it that high on the list, but um This is a Robert Zombert <laughs> safe place. Thank you. <laughs> Robert Zombert. I did not coin that by the way. That is previous podcast guest Vanna's. Shout out Vanna if you're listening. Anyways, yeah, I don't really take offense towards Halloween rankings. I do think the original should be near the top in all of them, but that being said, like it depends on when you first come into the films too right like some people grew up with the rob zombie films those are going to be much higher some people like i think we're around the same generation so we had like h2o and Mm -hmm. uh resurrection we had h2o (laughs) and then the kids growing up now they have the new trilogy with Mm -hmm. halloween 2018 halloween ends wait yeah halloween kills I skipped kills and that's the one I like the most. <laughs> it's the most, uh, it's fun. It's a fun movie. Yeah. 2018, I think is kills. the best kills. I like mm-hmm. the most. Yeah. And, and, uh, See, and when we you're don't talk about personal ends. favorites. Yeah. We don't have to talk about it. <laughs> See, we agree. Yeah. <laughs> you hear that guys? People can agree. And if you don't agree, <laughs> that's fine too. It's not that big of a deal. It's not the worst movie I've ever, I've ever seen. It's not the worst Halloween movie I've ever seen. But the worst I Halloween movie I've ever seen. I <laughs> it wouldn't be in my top five. I I'll just put it that way. But there also, are some. Um, sorry. 
Oh, no, I was just going to say, I also have some controversial. I, I was going to gear us slightly more toward John Kramer. My Saw rankings oh, are good. also not normal, I feel. <laughs> I was going to pivot even farther from John <laughs> Kramer in our John Kramer episode. I mean, we could go the other way, too, because my Friday rankings <laughs> are all over the goddamn place. <laughs> all right. The more unhinged the Friday ranking, the better. I have no. Lo I love Jason Voorhees. I do. I love the Friday franchise. I have no loyalty towards. So, so OK, OK, here. This actually kind of lines up with the tangent I wanted to go on. There are certain franchises. Let's take Jurassic Park. OK. Jurassic Park is number one. I'm sorry. There is no Jurassic Park movie you can put a ahead of the original. No. As a Lost World, a diehard Lost World defender. <laughs> As someone who thinks Jurassic Park 3 ain't that bad. I don't think it's that bad. The first Jurassic Park is just so ahead of all the other ones. There are correct rankings to Jurassic Park. <laughs> it's Jurassic Park at number one, all the other ones, and in last place, <laughs> Dominion. That's yeah, that's, those are my rankings. Everything between Jurassic Park and Dominion, any order. In fact, I change my order pretty <laughs> often. Uh, between three Jurassic World, uh, Jurassic World, between three Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom, I change those up. Lost World's a pretty solid second. Um, and that's because I think I've said this on the podcast before, but that's because Lost World understands what the other sequels don't. And this is why Steven Spielberg is the GOAT. Because even on a bad day, he's still better than the rest. <laughs> what Jurassic Park 3 started, and this is a trend I do not like, because Jurassic the Jurassic World films took the wrong lessons from it. Jurassic Park 3 started the bigger, scarier T-Rex trend with the Spinosaurus. Yeah. A cool dinosaur, by the way. And I, I like the, I fuck with the Indominus Rex. That's a cool dinosaur. But that's not what the people want. Spielberg no. had it right in the first sequel. We don't want bigger, scarier T-Rex. We want multiple T-Rex. Yeah. He gave us two and a half Rex. <laughs> so but what if we want Chris Pratt pretending to tame dinosaurs, uh, having auctions and uh, dealing with plagues? I, I don't remember what was going on in Dominion, I'll be honest. <laughs> and you know what? Dominion would have been a little bit better if it had multiple T-Rex. <laughs> Not bigger, scarier T-Rex. And you know what? One. They did have multiple T-Rex in a single shot at the end of the movie. And it made me go, ugh, missed opportunity. <laughs> but you know what? I try not to be too hard on it because it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. It's one of those things where it's like, it's my least favorite Jurassic Park movie. Mm-hmm. But then when there were critics online being like, this is the worst piece of filth trash I've ever seen. <laughs> Cinema is dead. I'm just like, holy shit, guys. <laughs> what? People uh, work hard on that. Like, you don't have to like it. You can write a scathing review without being a dick. Yeah. we Not to call out listeners of my other podcast, but we were talking about this recently because we're a movie of the week podcast. And once a mm -hmm. month, we let the listeners vote on what we're going to watch. And we have watched some of the the actual literal worst offensive movies I've ever seen in my entire life on that show. <laughs> and then one of our listeners the other day, just like casually in our forums, was like, oh, yeah, 
the worst movie, the worst horror movie I've ever seen is Bird Box. And it's like, you've got to watch the movies that you vote in. Because if you if Bird Box is genuinely the worst movie you've ever seen, and I don't really want to be in a position where I have to defend Bird Box, but listen, yeah. it's not that bad. Like, <laughs> Well, that's how I feel about Jurassic World Dominion. I don't want to be in a position where I'm defending it. No. <laughs> but I will because they're... It's not the worst thing ever made. Oh. <laughs> How it made a billion dollars, I don't know. <laughs> That's a little bit hard to swallow. But yeah, it's not the worst. No. But you know what? I'm glad it made a billion dollars because we are one step closer to the fa- the Fast and Furious Jurassic World crossover we <laughs> desperately need. That'll get me back in theaters for a Jurassic Park movie. Uh, I <laughs> I did not go see Dominion in theaters, but... I'll uh, I'll go back for. <laughs> I, I'm a simple man. I will go back in theaters for a Jurassic Park movie just if they're like, "Hey, it's a Jurassic Park movie." T- shut up, take my money. <laughs> but yeah, John Kramer. Um, <laughs> John Kramer. <laughs> what are your saw rankings? Uh, well, so, uh, which dur- so I will open this with my hottest take. I don't count. I I know uh that Saw Ten is coming out. I know I'm wrong. I refuse to accept Spiral as part of the Saw canon. It's it's different. It's a different thing. That is kind of harsh. It would be last, but I don't acknowledge it also. (laughs) I'll acknowledge it when I get the director's cut and no sooner. Um, Oh, so you know, (laughs) were there like behind the scenes issues with it? There were a lot of behind the scenes issues with it. Okay. That I personally feel made it a police procedural where the police don't do anything. I think it's bad. Uh, and I don't, I, everyone has their own preferences. Uh, you can like police procedurals where all of the clues are mailed into the station and that's none of my business. But when you edit out all of the traps, it makes it not a Saw movie. And I won't count it as part of the canon. When I get to see those full traps, I will reevaluate its position in my rankings. But I I did not have a good time with Spiral. <laughs> yeah, because I know Darren Lynn Bowsman directed that. And I know and he Darren directed Lynn Bowsman is one of my favorite directors. Yeah. Like So it's good it's not good to hear well well, I don't wanna let me rephrase. <laughs> I'm relieved to hear that it wasn't his fault. It was not his fault. Because um, he's he's a, he seems like a cool. I was about to say he's a cool dude. I don't know him. If you're <laughs> listening, you seem like a cool dude. I'd love to have you on my show, but I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> right. I I didn't hate Spiral, but I'm also not that into the Saw franchise, so I don't have a big nostalgia or like investment I- in it. And I actually do know, I don't know if this is true, he might be mad at me, uh, but I for a while was friends online with uh, the writer of Spiral, and he, uh, uh, that didn't last too terribly long. We, I think we're still Twitter mutuals, but we don't talk as much anymore, because I, I was not uh, the kindest in my criticism of in my initial criticisms of spiral but i was the first to say also it wasn't his fault because there was just it was edited into oblivion like the theatrical cut of that movie makes no sense (laughs) release a director's cut i want the director's cut because they had for when they did um they had like a celebration watch along party Mm -hmm. uh when it was was released to dvd for the first time and i remember watching like because they had 
snippets we got to see like clips of what we were missing and that looked like a fantastic movie <laughs> like i don't know what we got but uh, all of the traps were surprisingly coherent uh but apparently it was too gory and when they made them cut it back they went too far in the other direction because i remember gotcha. watching spiral and being like i don't even understand what i'm looking at right now <laughs> You know, because you get, like, these yeah. really quick, like, strobe light style shots of the traps and then, like, close-ups of people's faces. And I, like, I didn't ever know what was going on. And it was it was very frustrating. Give me the director's cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess we should. Well, okay. Spiral's disqualified. Spiral. Uh, because it's currently we, disqualified. <laughs> we, we need to see what the filmmakers actually intended. Mm -hmm. So... It is not considered for competition. <laughs> yes. Um, Tap for... your saw rankings. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry, tangent immediately. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't my fault this time. <laughs> no, uh, I'll completely own up to that one. Uh, so, Jigsaw. Uh, I'm try I'm, I'm counting down, uh, which is not usually the way that I do it, but I'll. Uh, so, Jigsaw. Wait, wait, uh... you're counting down? So, like. Yeah. So, this is number eight. Okay. Um, okay. Starting from the bottom. Starting from the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. And then working my way up to my number one spot. Gotcha. So, uh, Jigsaw saw the final chapter, <laughs> which is seven for those of you at home uh, <laughs> that are uh, less that's, obsessed with Saw. That's a 3D one, right? That is the 3D one that you can no longer watch in 3D. Um, <laughs> Iconic. Yeah. <the>, uh, <laughs> Perfect. Uh, one of my favorite horror movie tropes. Saw four. Okay. Uh, saw five, six. Right? Yes. It's weird doing this backwards. I should have written them out was, in advance if I'd been smart about this. I was about to say. Well, I I just came up with the questions. So. <laughs> also, like it. <laughs> I, and then I I sprung <laughs> this trap on you. And then uh, one two three mm. so that puts uh which i think might be uh, even with all the spiral nonsense that i started with i think three being number one is probably my hottest saw take i know a lot of people really like two uh i see two at a lot yeah. of number one spots for this but what can i say <laughs> well i feel like i feel like i have a uh very unhinged saw rankings because i saw all of them last year oh okay for this podcast i've never seen all of them before i've only seen the first one for the longest time i saw that when i was in high school and i was like yeah that was a really good movie i should get to the other ones and i never <laughs> did oh no <laughs> until last year when um i had someone pick jigsaw and <laughs> shout out josh tabe for uh letting me or making me watch all the Saw movies. I really enjoyed them. That being said, that was about a year ago. Mm -hmm. And they kind of meshed together. That's so that's something that I experienced with because I also made someone watch all the Saw movies for our podcast. Um, and I, I made my partner watch them all on Valentine's Day. Oh, I spend every Valentine's Day marathoning the Saw movies. Uh, which pre-existed the partner, so I figured, you know, <laughs> what a great time to yeah. bring him on board. But I, I do think that if you didn't like, because I grew up with them, I went, I, this is a little bit 
telling into my childhood. I went to see these in theater, uh, starting yeah. with three, moving forward. Uh, and they were like, it, it's very easy for me to tell them apart because they were so iconic and they all ended with these big twists and there were like these cliffhangers and you had a whole year to think about it before you got to the next one. Um, and I think if you just watch them back to back, you don't really have that, you know, it's just but, like a... Yeah, but they are very bingeable. They are very bingeable. They are so easy to binge. This is, I it, it's my like most rewatched franchise and not, not just because I watch them every year on Valentine's Day. Like they're just, it's easy. Once you have one on, it's easy to watch the rest of them. How do you define a most rewatched franchise? Like you've like, as in you've marathon marathon did the most times are you just know if you tallied up every time you've seen a saw film, you know, it's more than every time you've seen a scream film or an evil dad or something. By either definition, I'm pretty sure okay. saw wins for me. <laughs> Cause if I, 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 in my head, it was like, what franchise have you watched start to finish the most times? Which is something I don't get to do as often as I would like with with franchises. It's something I do more than a healthy person. <laughs> For me, I think the franchise I've watched start to bottom the most is The Lord of the Rings. I think Saw might beat Lord of the Rings for me, although I do make sure I get to the director's cuts once a year. So I got to say with The Lord of the Rings, I'll watch them every couple of years. Mm-hmm. Like I've watched uh, and I when I watch them, I watch I make a day of it and I watch all three of them in a day. That's the way to do it. Uh, you, you get your wine, you <laughs> you make yeah. some fancy breads. You, you... I last did it last year. And then the last time I did that was like maybe six or seven years. So I don't watch them often, but like I don't watch the Star Wars movies back to back. I usually just pick one and call it a day. Yeah, I don't do that with Jurassic Park. I kind of did it with Indy this year um, and I was going to do it this week, but I didn't have the time. So I'm just going to watch Raiders tonight. Call it a day, even though I've seen Temple of Doom, Last Crusade and Kingdom of the Crystals. I actually watched Kingdom of the Crystals called twice in the past month. <laughs> um, I've watched all the indie movies in the past month or two. I just wanted to do um this week, but no, they're very fresh in my head. And I'll probably end up watching Temple of Doom and Last Crusade over the weekend. Let's be real. (laughs) (laughs) But for me, I think my most watched franchise might actually be the Indiana Jones movies. Yeah. I just know I haven't really. I've never done like Raiders, Temple, Last Crusade, Crystal Skull in a sitting or like back to back to back. And it gets more prohibitive the longer the franchise gets. Yeah. Uh, which I think is another kind of unique thing about Saw because there are shorter horror franchises, you know, that you can do easily in a whole day without like being sure that you start at midnight, you know? Right. Uh, or getting up super early and, and running till midnight, either way that you want to go with that. But like, I I don't think that I've watched them. I, I think when Maxine comes out, that trilogy might be a real contender for me in terms of things that I rewatch too frequently, but I, I do think it's impressive how Saw has gotten up in numbers and it, it still feels very rewatchable. You know what? Unit. There is a contender. Oh. For me, 
It's mm-hmm. the Predator franchise. The <laughs> the Predator franchise. And I just realized the I I'll watch a Predator movie like just stand alone here and there, usually the original. But I have done the this now. This was all before Prey came out, so I'm not counting Prey. But in between 2018 and 2022, 2022. Oh my god, too many twos. <laughs> uh I know I watched the Predator franchise three or four times in that one city. That is a lot. Um, I, I, I don't think I've ever. I'm not sure I could make it through all the Predator movies back to back. I love them, and they're not long. That, that's that's what makes it easy. They're not long. They're so much fun. <laughs> I love Predator. So I think Predator, I think the Predator franchise might actually be my take it from Lord of the Rings as a film series I've watched back to back to back the most. Mm-hmm. But I still think just tallying it up, I think it would be either indie or Star Wars. I hesitate to say Jurassic Park because the originals. Jurassic Park's definitely my most watched movie of all time. Mm-hmm. And Lost World is up there. But I can tell you I've seen Kingdom of the Crystal Skull more times than I've seen Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Like <laughs> I feel like if we were if we're doing like individual movies, I'm pretty sure I don't have anything in my most watched that's from a franchise, except maybe the first Saw movie. That that might be the exception because I, uh, for me the like biggest rewatch weakness is horror musicals. So Ooh. and they don't tend to make series out of those yet. <laughs> yet, I'm, we gotta I, manifest Devil's that. Carnival two uh, <laughs> two was a thing that happened, but it was not good. <laughs> so I'm pulling up my letterbox real quick so I can tell you what letterbox says my most watched films of all time are. Okay. And I only started logging in 2018. Okay. So this is from the past however many years. Your boy can't do math. (laughs) But Jurassic Park is in first place with 11 times. So, (laughs) (laughs) so, um, and that was my most watched film um, growing up. So Jurassic Park takes the cake. And then, uh, According to Letterboxd, Avengers Endgame is in second place. Wow. <laughs> yeah, nine times. Then I got Empire Strikes Back mm-hmm. at eight times. <laughs> Godzilla versus Kong at eight times. Because I loved Godzilla versus... I still do. I love that movie. Scream 5, eight times. But I took a lot of people to see Scream 5. I was oh, kind of okay. like shepherding people to horror. Predator at seven. Jaws at seven, Gremlins at six, Into the Spider-Verse at six, Infinity War at six, Halloween 78 at six, Scream at six, Raiders of the Lost Ark at six, uh, Everything Everywhere, Everything Everywhere All at Once at five, Alien at five, Back to the Future at five, and yeah, Last Crusade at four, and Star Wars at four. So... According to this, Star Wars might be, well, no, Marvel's my, it's just the two Avengers movie, movies. Also, like I said, your boy can't do math, so. <laughs> That's okay, I can't do math. But it's going to be indie in a couple days, according to Letterboxd, <laughs> with the fact that I'm going to add to Raiders tonight and then Dial of Destiny tomorrow. 
I, I just don't, love... I'm really bad I... about using Letterboxd. I, I'm pretty good about logging new movies, uh, but I'm I'm awful about, like, if I rewatch something. And even, like, if I mm-hmm. rewatch something and then watch a new movie, I will also forget to log the new movie. <laughs> well, I'm really, I'm really good at, I've gotten to the habit, and I'm really good at using it as, like, a diary. Yeah. Um, Because I... I'm sure you can relate to this. You're so busy doing a bunch of different jobs and having a lot of commitments that you can't remember what you ate yesterday. Like (laughs) you're so on the go. You can't remember basic things and it's a little concerning, but also, you know, you're pushing yourself very hard. Mm -hmm. So I I (laughs) luckily made the habit of using letterbox as a diary. I try. It helps me remember. Uh, and I hope that I get better about using Letterboxd. I'm pretty good about Goodreads. Uh, mm-hmm. I use that kind of as my diary. So it's like I know vaguely when I finished books, you know? But yeah, I get it. Um, if I go for a while without finishing a book, I'll have no record of that time period, which is a little bit concerning. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that I'm going to give my unhinged saw. Ooh, okay. Rankings. And this is okay. going to be very funny because I've seen the original multiple times. I haven't seen <laughs> any of the other ones multiple times and they all mesh together. So I don't know which is which and I'm going to need you to help me. Okay. <laughs> but I'm going to start from number one and go down to the bottom. Okay. That's the and, that's the way I should have done it. It's easier. <laughs> well, at number one. Okay. It's the original. Good. That is the one I remember very clearly because I've Solid seen it multiple choice. times. <laughs> well, for a long time, it was like, I could watch the other ones, Mm -hmm. but I'd much rather watch Saw right now in (laughs) this moment. I needed to be pushed into this. And I I like the series, actually. I'm very glad I did. I I should rewatch all of them again sometime. That being said, it hasn't happened yet. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I really like the original Saw. I think that's a very, very good move. I love the twist at the end. So good. To me, it's still the best (laughs) one, but... It's very, very good. My second place, I like the one where John Kramer is like, the healthcare system sucks. And that was like the Six. whole movie. Yes. <laughs> Six is so good. Um, like, and it's because he... Ta- so th- there have been instances, like four, I think, had issues, but it, it kind of started to bring that in where you're like, oh shit, what if John Kramer has a point? Uh, and then six, just like, it dropped all pretenses. It's like the healthcare system is bad. Uh, John Kramer is taking it on. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, am I rooting for John Kramer right now? <laughs> like, yeah. What is happening? That, I, I had, the, <laughs> I remember thinking the same thing. And it's just like, you know what? He has a point. Yeah. I'm not saying John Kramer is a good dude. I'm just saying he's better than our politicians. Boom, <laughs> drop the mic. He is, though, sometimes six. Yeah. <laughs> I got thoughts and feelings about the way we do healthcare in this country. I think it's trash. And I think I think John Kramer knew that all the way in 2009. <laughs> yeah. He probably knew it well before then, too, but (laughs) where was I in 2009? Oh, I was in high school. Not much I can do about it. (laughs) All right. So in third place, I like the one where I think it's Amanda. She gets thrown into the needle pit. And then I think um, Donnie Wahlberg's trying to find his son. So that's two. I like that one. 
So that's my second favorite. No, I'm sorry, my third favorite. My fourth favorite. I like the one where they're trying to save John Kramer from dying. And the then operation? The yeah, I think so. Okay. So that'd be three. Is it three? Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that the I same know I just one? Held up four fingers. I'm that's your place, not the <laughs> number movie. I was like three. Um <laughs> but yeah. Is that the same one where Donnie Wahlberg gets ice cubed in the head? No, that's four. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna have them tied. Okay. Because those definitely melded together. And I remember really hating one of the protagonists. I just don't remember if he was in three and or if he was in four. Uh, was it the angry dad with the gun? Because that was in three. Uh, if it was the cop, that would be four. <laughs> well, which one was slow as fuck getting to the end? Uh, I So that was a complaint that I had about four. Uh, it's a complaint a lot of people had about five, though, where because they had the two actors that looked kind of like one another that were fighting against each other, and they, they did a lot of, like, cop drama stuff in, in five. I don't think I cared for five. Wait, did someone get crushed in, like, a cube or, like, a coffin in five? Yes. That yeah. part was cool. I like that part. It's still cool. below three and four, mm-hmm. but no... I'm going to have that one tied with three and four, too. So it's one, six, two, tied, three, four, five. (laughs) Okay. Seven, because I like the end. I really liked the end of seven. And then... I also... I Just, like, quick side note here. I really liked the concept of seven. I understand it was executed badly. Mm -hmm. I get it. It was very silly. Um, Dr. Gordon came back with a random English accent that he didn't have in the first movie. And I get why people make fun of seven, but I think the premise was really solid. Like they they were doing something inventive and cool. Well, I mean, (laughs) that that was just a trauma he went through. Yeah. Yeah. He lost a foot. Yeah. You lose a foot, you gain a British accent. That's just how it works. Yeah. Like he lost a foot. So he instantly went to the metric system. It's a thing, guys. I'm not making this up. I'm not pulling this out of my ass. It's a thing. No. Um, and then I, I have the list pulled up. Wait a second. I didn't see Jigsaw. Oh no. So I can't count it because I didn't see right. it. <laughs> yeah, I did not see this movie. Oops. Whoops. <laughs> and then I, I'm gonna put Spiral. But I didn't hate it. But give us the director's cut. <laughs> yeah, give us a director's cut. And I'm excited to see Saw 6. It's 10. 10. I'm I'm also I, very excited about Saw 10. So that comes out this year, October 27th. Something else comes out October 27th, Five right? Five Nights at Freddy's. <gasps> Another That's classic gonna... cat double feature. <laughs> I have no investment in that movie. Because I've never played the video game. <laughs> I just saw the trailer for it earlier today. And mm-hmm. it looks pretty cool. I have no investment for it whatsoever. I do know it's based off a video game because I don't live under a rock. I was just <laughs> when those games were coming out, I was an adult. And I don't know why, because I don't I don't know if this game was made for kids, but it feels like kids were really into it. Kids were so into that game. <laughs> so I, I want to see the movie just for Matthew Lillard and Josh Hutcherson. Hutcherson. Yeah. I, I really like both of them. 
Um, I think it looks good, so I'm excited for it. That'll be a fun double feature. Saw 10 and uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. There are some good double features coming out this year. Yeah, I did I'm miss... looking forward to... I, I Yeah, there's some stuff on the horizon that I'm excited about. I did I miss the Evil the Dead Rise, Bo is Afraid double feature. I also missed the double feature. I, I got to see... Um, it, it was one of those time constraints where it's like, I kind of have to pick one and obviously I'm going to see evil dead rise. Like. Yeah. And <laughs> I had, a, I had a similar issue where I did not want to see Bo is afraid. I, so, and then I didn't have to, cause I'm not a movie critic. So I just <laughs> didn't. I was like. Uh, it was one of those things where I had said, under no circumstances am I going to see this in a theater. I'm done watching Ari Aster films in theater. No one can make me. I don't have to. Uh, and then I really wanted to go because I was watching, I was reading like some of the feedback about people that had gone to the early screenings. And I don't know if you have this. One of my favorite things in the entire world is watching people storm angrily out of a movie. Uh, and I was reading that people were getting really mad about Bo is Afraid. And it's like, oh, I bet <laughs> if I go watch it, at least a couple people will storm out angrily. Uh, and if I'm going to see it eventually anyway, because eventually I will, I you yeah. know. <laughs> I'm going to get curious. Eventually I'm going to see it. And it's like, if I'm going to watch it anyway, I might as well watch a couple people storm out, but I, I didn't get the chance to do it. So <laughs> I, I appreciate Ari Aster. It's just, they're not my vibe. I think he's a great filmmaker. It just happens to be the films he makes. I'm not that into, I, I really like Midsummer, mm -hmm. but this one, I was like, it seems cool, but it, I just don't want to <laughs> see it in theaters. That that's a movie. I'm. It's gonna take me three nights to finish. <laughs> Luckily, I did get to see several other people storm out of a theater this year because I went uh, to see Skin of Marink. So that is Skin That's a movie that I actually kind of enjoyed. I would never recommend it to anyone. I yeah, never get. I brought my mom, and she didn't talk to me for like a week. <laughs> that I was. You know what? I don't know why. I just had a feeling like this is a movie I'm going to see by myself. And then I did. You were right. You were. That was a good call. <laughs> and I, I saw it in a pretty packed theater and you can hear like, the, what the fuck? What is this shit? <laughs> and I'm just there minding my own business. And I was like half, oh my God, this is the creepiest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and half, come the fuck on, do something. Yeah. It was like the longest 90 minutes of my life. It felt like a long time. Because <laughs> I was either stressed or bored. But I have to say, you always have to give respect. I think I would have liked it even more had I known what it was going into it. Mm -hmm. If I was able to prepare, prepare myself. But I just heard it was scary so, and I was free. So I just went on a whim. That's not a movie you go see on a whim. No, uh, you you kind of need to be mentally prepared for that. Yeah, but I got to say, I have to give like game respect game. I got to give respect where it's due. That fucking phone jump scare. <laughs> I've never jumped that high in a movie theater. <laughs> Not since like I was little. I jumped <laughs> so far. I it activated my fight response. I kicked <laughs> the air. 
it does uh the one thing i will say about skin Marine, it does have that very um like primal like it it reaches deep inside you and whether that's like anger at the film itself or some kind of like fight or flight response it and it, it's such a weird because like sitting um on either side of me and my mom like on one side there was a guy who i'm pretty sure like he was hunched over grabbing his heart i was really worried he was having a heart attack on the left side and then the people on the right side were just so pissed they were like this is the dumbest thing i've ever seen and they just like and it's like that's the complete range of movie going emotions right there you know yeah so i got you gotta love your skin of meringue tangent and your saw <laughs> yeah i you know what i I'm going to have to like when I put out this episode, I'm going to have to do like movie rankings and saw. I just can't say like John Kramer because we didn't talk about John Kramer at all. <laughs> no, so, sorry. Um, The thing that I uh moving on to John Kramer a little bit, the thing that I like about the saw franchise um, is that I think it tells a very coherent story. I know mm -hmm. a lot of people get frustrated with the constant flashbacks because John Kramer, obviously, he dies in three, um, and then they have to keep cutting back to what he was doing. But I think his timeline is what makes the Saw franchise what it is. I think it's really fascinating. I think it tells a whole story of him as a character. I, I like it. I like him. I, I, as a villain, I think he's very good. I gotta say, I did not see them killing him off in three coming. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, so, and then you think about it, because, like, the whole movie, they're trying to keep him alive. His brain is out on yeah. the screen, and you're like, well, it, this franchise is going to keep going. Like, it's making money. There's no, you're, there's that meta information where you're like, they can't quit here. And then it's like, well, maybe they pass it down to Amanda. And then when they both die, yeah. I think that's why it's my favorite, because it got me, you know? I was like, there's no way in hell. <laughs> I watched the 80s remake of The Blob recently. Okay. And when I saw Shawnee Smith, a.k.a. Amanda, <laughs> yeah. I did the Leo point. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I was so blown away by Saw 3 because I did not see that coming. And then that was the one with the shotgun collar, right? Yeah. That was as the kids say, hashtag gnarly. <laughs> um, no, I I enjoyed that one. I thought that was... That was cool. But yeah, I was so surprised because I was like, what do you mean he's dead? I know he comes. I like I know he's supposed to do something with a backwards hat. I didn't know it was a flashback at the time. <laughs> and when he comes back, I think it's Saw 7 with the mm -hmm. flash with the backwards hat. No, it was Saw 6. Backwards hat. Uh, yes. Uh, no, was... it's. Mm -mm. I don't think so. The I don't hat, remember. I think, was from Seven, because I think it's when he's going to sign the... He's getting his book signed from Bobby Dagan. Oh, um, I thought it was when he was taking down the um, health insurance. It might have been. The farm... The big so... pharma. I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> but yeah, he does come back with a backwards hat, and it's... I, yeah. But I, I do... I think it's really interesting... I think the franchise would not have succeeded as well if we hadn't continued John's story throughout all of them. Because well, he really it just is kept kind of adding... the heart of the franchise. Yeah. And and you can't quite kill the boogeyman. <laughs> I know that's from a different franchise and character, but it, it applies. 
It, it does. Well, <laughs> and it's kind of like at the very beginning of this podcast, I alluded to Scream by saying mm-hmm. ghost fit, like <laughs> not ghost face, the other slasher who wants to play a game, even though John Kramer is not a slasher, but no, he, he he's in, he's like a cousin of a slasher. He's he's in the family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like he's not a true slasher, but he's in, he and Penhead, I think mm-hmm. they're in the family. Yes. Because they give they give slasher vibes. They do. But they don't really do any slashing. Not directly, at least. Anyways, Tobin Bell and Doug Bradley as like John Kramer and Pinhead deliver some of the sickest lines. <laughs> they do. While I was thinking that of the both of them, I just had to mention that. But yeah, the the other thing with Scream that Scream and Saw have in common is Ghostface, like, they kill off Billy Loomis in the first one. They do. But his, I don't think he's the heart of the franchise. I think that's Sydney. Yeah. That being Which makes sad, it easier to continue, I think. Yes. But the spirit of Ghostface is Billy Loomis. Mm-hmm. And every Scream film owes Billy, like, subsequent Scream film owes billy loomis i think i think so i i Uh, said it weird but you know what i mean i do uh and and i agree and i think that one thing that saw kind of has in that regard is that they talk about which i so i really thought that um in three i thought john was going to maybe die and then amanda was going to replace him i thought even if he didn't die in three he'd probably die in like four or five because mm-hmm. he did have terminal cancer was like his whole thing that he had so it's like i knew eventually he was going to die i thought amanda was going to replace him uh three happens they're both off the table um and then they announced four and i was like what but i i think it's really interesting on kind of a meta horror level that they talk about like that saw addresses how hard it is to fill the shoes of someone like that because Hoffman does a terrible job, but it's, (laughs) but the film is very aware that Hoffman is a bad jigsaw, you know, like, and part of it is going back and explaining like where those signs were that he was not going to succeed. And then seven kind of brings it full circle by like having the fail safes in place in case he does a bad job because John knew he was leaving his hand, his legacy in the hands of someone that was basically incompetent. (laughs) like yeah no and i love that idea of like having that shadow that looms large screams a little bit different i'm not trying to say anyone's a good ghost face there are no good ghost faces that's a murderer (laughs) but (laughs) in scream 2 the motivations were because of billy loomis mrs loomis wants revenge and mickey's just a copycat Mm -hmm. um right Scream 3, I think, is the biggest deviation because that's Sydney-based. And it's also the only, like, single <laughs> ghost face. Yeah. And then Roman kind of, tr- like, rec- um, they kind of retcon Scream a little bit where he's like, I'm a director, Sid. I direct. Oh, I hate I hate Roman. <laughs> um, I like Scream 3, though, but that's my least favorite ghost face. But Scream 4 is a... That's when they tackle the remake, right? So mm-hmm. Jill is being the billy loomis and then scream five and six those are tackling the requels so richie starts to take the billy loomis vibes and then scream six is just a whole trying to 
the past ghost faces. I, I like that because I think Saw kind of did that shadow first. That yeah. scream starting to tap into. I um I think they've been doing it the whole time, but the new scream movies are really tapping into the shadow of the original ghost face because they well they can't work with Sydney as much. So <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, now they do kind of have to go back. Right. And I think that's smart because now we're in love with the new characters. But I think it's interesting because Saw, I don't think a horror franchise really did that or at least did it successfully before Saw. Because Friday the 13th tried. I was going to say, you can see like kind of half. You can see attempts that were made um across like a few uh, this is something that like friday did and halloween did where they had like little trilogies within the franchise that were kind of like self-contained stories um and and that was something that uh, like crossover characters you know there's like the thomas jarvis trilogy that you have in there where, where they kind of try to have a through line but it's not it's shaky at best you know because at some point you always have to go back to jason yeah yeah you always have to go back to michael you don't have to go back to john kramer he did his part yeah he he set everything in motion he's you know right that there's a story that continues on after him and and part of it is how he planned for that to go you know so there's yeah. uh there's that very puppeteer element that i think is very fitting for john as a character yeah and it gives me like soap opera vibes which i love <laughs> yeah because some people are like, well, the plot's too convoluted. And I'm like, that's a pro. That yeah. is a pro. <laughs> you can, uh, it's a problem because a lot of people thought that Saw 4 was confusing because the the twist, quote unquote twist, of Saw 4 uh, is that the first scene that you see in the film is chronologically the last thing that happens in the movie uh, because, like, the entire film was a flashback and, like, the timeline gets wonky. And a lot of people, when it, it came out, I, even in theater, the first time I saw it, I was like, what? Does that does that make sense? But I went back, I watched it again. Um, and then the DVD came out and I watched it all the time until I had it down point by point, you know, but I I like that there was like that extra layer where it's like, you kind of get to go and explore and and figure it out. But a lot of people were just like, four is where it quit making sense, you know? And it's like, no, the timeline it's there. You have to go looking for it, but it, it checks out. (laughs) And that's, that's part of the fun of the Saw movies. Yeah. John Kramer, we did it. John we Kramer. actually talked about we John Kramer in the John Kramer episode. <laughs> I'm still probably going to call this episode movie rankings and rankings saw. And, yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm happy we managed to fit in a little <laughs> bit of jigsaw and to, a little bit of John Kramer into this jigsaw puzzle. Ooh. <laughs> oh. The title of the show is Would You Die? So of course I got to ask if you found yourself trapped in one of John Kramer's traps would you die? So I've, I spend a lot of time thinking about this. If I am in one of <laughs> <laughs> too much time, uh, if I'm in one of John Kramer's traps, John Kramer, uh, yeah. not Amanda, yeah. not Hoffman. I survive. Right. I think if I, I think the first thing that I do, I wake up in a, an ominous jigsaw trap. The first thing I do is I look to see if the door is like, has been welded closed uh because i think if i'm in one of those traps i don't even try i just lay down and hope for quick death um but i (laughs) 
but no, if I wake up and like saw or saw two, I I think I make it. I have I it. the survival instinct. <laughs> I would die. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and I'll tell you why. Because okay. if I wake up and I have like the reverse bear trap on me, or I'm 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 in a tub like Lee Winnell. First off, if I wake up in a tub, no, I'm not. I'm just gonna drown right there. <laughs> so let's say I have the reverse bear trap on me. If I wake up, I have the bear reverse bear trap on me, and then I see fucking Billy the puppet being like, "You were a sinner in life. You did naughty things." I'd be like, "Well, I guess you're right. Time to die." Because I get self conscious. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, well, if John Kramer thinks I'm a bad person, I must be a fucking dick. Like, <laughs> yeah. I will say, like, if I woke up in the uh, health insurance place and I saw the people around me, I'd be like, oh, man, maybe we're here for a reason, guys. Yeah. (laughs) And I would just spend way too much time reevaluating, reevaluating my life of what led me to this situation that I wouldn't be paying attention to the rules of the game. (laughs) And then by the time I figure out, oh, wait, had the game started, I'm I'm just going to be decimated. Okay, so Amanda's a bad example because she ended up being, you know, like in on it. But I, I could see myself being like back in a later trap because I, I do think I would. I think I'm, you know, someone tells me, you know, you've got to get this key out of this guy or we're going to rip your job. And I'm like, okay, I'm getting the key out of the guy. Like, that's my top priority. Uh, but then I do think I would, I, I'd question my life choices after that. Like I, that would be rock bottom for me. Uh, I'd spend the the rest of the like year just kind of what did I do wrong, you know? And then, then I'd probably be back in the next round. But <laughs> but the first round I'm surviving, you know, because again, uh, I go into panic mode. <laughs> You're not I'm me. Not think about the consequences. It's like you have to dig into this guy to get the key. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, excuse me, guy, there's a key in you. Can I have it? <laughs> no, that hurts. I mean, oh, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll just die. Okay, bye. That'll, that'll be me. So <laughs> so when I was watching that, because uh, there's a there's a point where Amanda pauses. She's like, she goes to get the guy and she sees that the guy's still mo- moving, even though he, she already knows she wasn't paying attention either because um, that was in the yeah. video. But she's like, uh, she goes to stab him. He's still moving. And she's like scared. And I was like, get the key. <laughs> like, be scared later. Get it, get it, get it, get it. You've got like 60 seconds. Go. <laughs> So not me. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. That hurt it. I I, I, I won't <laughs> do that no more. <laughs> so. All righty. Where can. Uh, actually, before I ask you your social medias, tell us about Revenge Arc. Uh, Revenge Arc is a found file uh, or a modern epistolary horror novella uh, that is coming out next week, I believe. I've already forgotten what day this is coming out, <laughs> but uh, 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 I believe this should come out July, July 26. So, yes, yes. Uh, next week, uh, it'll be out August 1st, uh, coming out through Archive of the Odd. They specialize in true to source formatting for uh, horror fiction. So that's really exciting. Debut book. Really looking forward to it. It's uh, it, it's about toxic fandom and deep web culture and angry redditors so <laughs> <laughs> ah star wars the last jedi uh, 
Congratulations. This is awesome. Everyone, you got to go check it out. And where can they find you should you want to be found? Uh, you can find, yeah, don't, don't get too close. I will stab you in a jigsaw trap, but, (laughs) (laughs) uh, you can find me at my website, catvalor.com. That's C-A-T-V-O-L-E-U-R.com because I have a weird French name. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at cat underscore velour. And, uh, theoretically, if I remember to use it, I have Instagram also (laughs) catvalor. So yeah. Oh, and. Yes. Other uh, my other podcast. Uh, this horror life actually just recently went on hiatus, but you can check out Slasher Radio wherever you get your podcasts. You can check out the Nick F and Woo Cage Cast, which is what I have chosen to do with my hiatus time until this horror life comes back. So, you know, if you want a movie of the week format, but all of those movies are just Nick Cage, uh, <laughs> I've got you covered. Also, wherever you get your podcasts, I fucking love nick fucking cage <laughs> i'm not gonna do the whole unbearable weight of massive talent because i am so, not nicholas cage our pilot episode uh we d- i didn't know that we had the like sound clipped so i went through the humiliation of trying to do the the whole like yell <laughs> uh and then we clipped the sound <laughs> so i love that that's <laughs> awesome yeah. <laughs> but alrighty. Thank you so much for joining me today. This has been a blast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Thanks again to Kat for coming on the show and talking to me about movie rankings and that wonderful man, John Kramer. Don't forget to check out all of her awesome stuff coming out in the future. A reminder, I just became an affiliate for Fangoria, one of the premier brands in horror. I definitely recommend checking out their magazine and even subscribing. And if you decide to do that, don't forget to use promo code WOULDYOUDIESHOW for 20% off your entire order. Another reminder, if you like my show and want even more Would You Die goodness, feel free to sign up for my Patreon. Link is in the show notes. Due to the SAG-AFTRA and WGA strikes, I'm temporarily pausing the segment I Know What You Watched last week to show solidarity with the unions. It is imperative that they win this fight against the AMPTP, not only for their survival, but for the survival of filmmaking as an art. Some ways you can support is by educating yourself on why these strikes are happening and to check out true independent cinema. We're horror fans, and there are so many indie horror movies that need our support. Now is the perfect time to give it. You can find the show's social media on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Would You Die Show. Also, now you can follow me on TikTok at Would You Die Podcast. You can find the Would You Die YouTube show on the Three Wise Men Media YouTube channel, where you can also find professional wrestling, trailer reviews, and much, much more. The music you hear in the beginning and end of each episode is composed by my friend, Josie Palmer. Next week, we're going to have a fun one talking about a brand new, truly independent film that you're going to want to check out. Until next time, I'm Austin Torres. Try not to die.